0: Hey guys, I wanted to pop in to let you know that we are gifting the first 100 people who leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts, a dope Melanin and Miles enamel pin. You can wear the pin on your jacket, add it to your backpack, or on your luggage. All you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts and claim your thank you gift at melaninandmiles.com slash pin.
1: Hey guys, it's Janelle. And it's Joy. And we're both checking in from my house in Pennsylvania. This is the first time we've ever been in the same place for for a long time.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. And even I haven't been back in my hometown. I mean, if this counts as my hometown.
1: (laughs) In a while. So, yeah, that was just a quick check-in. No travel updates yet, but we'll keep you posted hi everyone welcome back to melanin and miles well this week we're going to interview a good friend of mine Gaeton, and he will tell us a little bit about his story right now i'm going to let him introduce himself and welcome him to the podcast
2: hey so my name is Gaeton. gaitan um i am originally from the democratic republic of the congo in central africa
1: can you tell us a little bit more about where you were born where you were born um how you ended up in the u.s and why you chose to live in the u.s out of other places
2: so i was born in kinshasa which is the capital of the democratic republic of the Congo, and the reason why i'm here in the u.s in oregon in covales far away from Africa. It's because I came here for school. Uh, that was the, that's the primary reason why I was, uh, I came in this country. Um, it's kind of funny because I met um, in the Congo when I was uh, learning English at uh, the U.S. Um, embassy. They had a branch uh, where they were teaching English to uh, natives like me. So I met the Director of International Office um, of Portland Community College. So, met him. He gave a beautiful speech about the American dream and then studying the US. And then I was like, oh, that sounds like a really interesting dream to achieve. So, yeah. And I applied in less than a month, got admitted, and two months later, I was pretty much here. So,
1: okay. So, have you ever wanted to live? I mean, like, if the person that was from Portland Community College was, wasn't there and it was, like, a bunch of different countries, a bunch of different options, would the U.S. have been your first choice anyways?
2: Uh, no, because there is this misconception about studying in the U.S. Um, where people think, and I used to be one of them, that studying in the U.S. Um, required you to have some sort of, like, um, privilege in sense that you're parents you work with the government know, for you to get the, e- the visa is e- easier um, and i just talked to him and realized that it wasn't that um, complicated and all oh, you had to do is really apply um, my choices or my parents choices then um, my dad wanted me to study in south africa and my mom wanted me to study in canada um, and the process to actually send in Canada was more complicated, required me to do more tests. Versus in the US, it just wanted my money and come here. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: Interesting. So, I know before you said they talked about the American dream and how you thought that was an interesting t- thing to accomplish. Now that you've been in America for how many years has it been? Seven years. Seven years. So now that you've been in America for seven years, do you really believe in that American dream still, or have you been woken up a little bit?
2: Well, first of all, I I do think that the American dream was meant to attract immigrants. And, you know, that's why they call it the American dream, Mm -hmm. um, to differentiate themselves from other nationality. Um, And... Yeah, I mean, being an immigrant coming from, uh, you know, let's just be honest, like an un- like impoverished country like the Congo, you know, um, being able to, and you know, the, the income over there, the wages is definitely like far less than what people make here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, coming from those type of place and when you arrive in the U.S., there is definitely, you know, that sense of like, achieving something from where you come from and where you where you are there is definitely that change so yeah i think it uh, really depends on 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 who you ask and where the the, the person is from there's the, the the american dream is definitely alive
1: interesting that's nice to i never like heard the perspective of some like of the american dream from someone that wasn't born in the us so that's that interesting. So you talked about how you were taking like language classes in the Congo and then you even continued to do some here, I think, did you? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So how, and you're fluent in three languages, but you know a a little bit of Spanish too. Like (laughs) I know you do. So how much easier does it get learning a new language after you've learned like one?
2: It is actually easier to learn another language once you have at least one or two language under your belt because it's essentially the same strategy, essentially the same um, kind of effort to like acquire like new, you know, communication skills, languages, words, and and yeah, it wasn't, and especially because I'm, I was still learning um, a language that. We're still like close to each other, um, like French and Spanish, for example, are like Latin, uh, Roman languages. Uh, English is also close to that. Like some words um, are actually the same, you know, because like I would say that English likes to borrow words from other languages <laughs> and make it easier. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it was definitely easier. If you had asked me if it would be easier for me to learn uh, Russian or Mandarin, hell no, it will probably be harder because it's not the same alphabet, not the same uh, intonation. It's, yeah, things will be different Yeah. when, when trying to learn non-Roman languages. Yeah.
1: So another question before I kind of change the topic a bit. Um, like we have a lot of listeners outside of the U.S. Um, I forget how many countries we have now, but for students that like Maybe in situations similar to you that have an interest in studying outside of their country. Do you know of like any funding opportunities or scholarships that students like those can apply for?
2: Uh, Well, the first scholarship that I can think of is a scholarship from the school they're trying to apply. I think there was always opportunities for um, students to receive funding. Um, The only problem is there is this misconception about international student in general, that they think that international students are not rich. Um, and it's, it's not always the case. And unfortunately for um, universities, they want you to first be admitted. And being admitted means that you have, uh, you know, that you have met the requirements. In terms of also like income because you have to show that you can pay at least one year Mm -hmm. and it's it can get tough you know because i've i know friends students from um from korea and from china who actually had the parents and uncles and 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 parents like put money together and just like make it seems like yeah like we have the money and once they got here they were able to actually you know get scholarships because um, mm. you know it's it's also really common among Africans because you know the goal is to get out of especially for for African to get out of you know quote-unquote poverty and then their current situation so yeah like the goal is to first get admitted and then from there um, do their best to get scholarships so yeah I will first check um, scholarship from the school foundations and there are also like other way to get them, like, um, I really cannot think of one right now. But yeah.
1: Yeah, that's cool. So I guess the whole point is that there is definitely opportunities out there. It might be difficult for certain situations or certain people, but just keep trying, I guess would be the advice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So now I want to transition into a few questions about what it's like being immersed in the culture here and what it's like being Black in the US. Compared to being black in the Congo or just in Africa in general. So, I guess that's my first question. What is, what is that? Like, were there any major differences for you when you first moved here?
2: It is really hard, like different, very, very different. Like, being a black man here in the US versus being a black man in the Congo, um, you know, just, just from like the skin color perspe- perspective in the Congo. Like most people are black, you know, they all look like you. Um, the difference will come in terms of like income and social class and gender, you know, but in terms of race, like the majority, like people are black. So you, you don't find discrimination based on that. And versus in the, here in the U S like prejudice and are based on mostly based on, on, on skin color. I remember, you know, when I first arrived here, I had my first uh, interaction with a cop like a couple hours after I landed. And the cop was being aggressive to me and my 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 other, my fellow um, Congolese friends. And, but as soon as I s- spoke um, English and he heard that my, you know, I had an accent, my English was broken. And then he quickly realized that I was, we were not from, from, from from there, um, Portland. And so he asked us where we were from, I told him and he suddenly became nice. And there's like plenty examples like that of, or even just like me walking down the street and you have people like looking at you, like you a suspect or you don't belong there. And I just think that even at churches, you know, you go to churches where people just, you know, look at you and like, oh, he's new. Yeah, you knew because you're on the only Black person in the church you know I mean that's just my experience living in Pacific Northwest um, I don't know if that would have been the same in a predominantly predominantly black um, um, city or, or states not even sure if that exists but but yeah and it's just like about navigating those things and and, and realizing that that you know some people based on what they learned, are scared of your skin color, you just need to navigate that, you know. So um food was different, totally different. Um like they seem to be all the food here seems to be dry and with no salt at all. <laughs> and yeah, it's definitely different. Milk is different, not sweet enough. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 just different. Like living with people people here are like, um, I don't want to say selfish, but more like individual, you know, individualistic and they don't really talk. They don't really, you know, like to talk, necessarily talk to other people. They want to have their own personal space, you know, be quiet with their um, headphones or earplugs or whatever you call it nowadays versus, you know, you know, Congo is different, you know, you go on public transportation, people are talking to each other, you know, you get on the bus, uh, people say hi, like a choir, and then you get off. They, they tell you have a good day, and it just keeps going. People are always talking about sports, about music, about politics, there is always something to talk about with someone, you know, versus here, it's just like, you know, minding your own business, and that's, you know, itself is sad, but yeah yeah
1: definitely different, and I'm sure like when you first moved, it was a bit of a culture shock for you. I don't know. did you feel like it was a culture shock, or did you just feel like whatever you could it
2: over? yeah I mean, the weather was different the uh, uh the stuff that you watch on t v was different. I missed like uh African music and just like the t v show the type of movie, yeah. It, it was a culture shock, and and it took me a long time to um, accept what will be my reality. And yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that was that was good to hear. I feel like I want to switch out of kind of the depressing topic we jumped into. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, that was really good to hear. You
2: ask questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess what. Has been your most memorable or favorite experience in the U.S. so far? It doesn't have to be Oregon. It could be anywhere that you've been in the U.S. Oh
2: gosh, I, I don't know. That's actually a tough question. Would I even thinking about it? You asking me to give <laughs> <get> my <laughs> best memorable. I guess my trip to Philadelphia with the student government was one of the most memorable um, in my journey, memorable, memorable experience in my journey here in the U.S. Um, with the group of students from the student government, Portland Community College. We went to Philadelphia, visited places in, you know, a really historic place. And, and I remember, you know, seeing that huge stat- stat- statue of Nelson Mandela it was really empowering and also go to see what was the first prison um, in the history of the U.S. I don't, I think it was in Philadelphia, I don't remember, um, Pennsylvania. I, I don't remember exactly where, but it was like the first prison. And they were like, you know, they they give like a really quick history of how that started. And then how, you know, the history of, like, prison back then, all the way to, like, mass incarceration today, really empowering to learn, you know, all of that. And, yeah, I will I will say that that was my, uh, my favorite, um, one of my favorite memories, yeah. Yeah, no,
1: that's really cool. I recently found out in a different interview that more cities like Philadelphia and just major cities around the U.S., they're doing historical tours that aren't necessarily like like going through like the history museum or learning about just like the white people that settled here. It's like educational tours about the actual culture of the city. Um, and I think the last one I heard about was in Philly, so when you said that. I was, yeah. Uh, so on the opposite of that, your most of your most memorable or favorite experience, I would say what well, was probably like one of your bad experiences or just like a mistake that you made traveling that you promised you'll never make again.
2: Oh, okay so that was if my actually the time that i actually arrived here so the entire world okay the entire world uses Celsius degree except uh, america yeah <laughs> so i don't know why y'all use fahrenheit degree and so i was checking the weather you know when i was getting to leave check the weather and they were like oh it's gonna be like 30, you know, and I didn't pay attention to that little F yeah, in the next to it. So I was like, 30 Celsius degree? That's going to be hot. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. So, you know, because I was, I was coming to, you know, stay here pretty much forever, you know, whatever it was going to take me to, you know, get down with school. So I brought, I came with like a couple of luggages and then I was just wearing like a short and a tank top and i arrived here and i was freezing (laughs) i was freezing i was just on the airplane i was already freezing and then i had to buy clothes at the airport and that was the most expensive clothes i've ever bought (laughs) because i was buying winter clothes there and um which is funny because it was like I came in July, so it should have been like warm, even though I didn't know about um, the Fahrenheit thing in the US, but it should have like, been 30 degrees yeah, yes. Okay. But it was 30 degree Fahrenheit. I thought it was Celsius degree. So I arrived freezing my, my butt and <laughs> <laughs> and I had to buy clothes and then when I came here, I went to, I, you know, took a, whatever, a taxi because Uber, I don't think the Uber was around then, um, took a taxi to my place. And then I asked, I asked in the morning, I asked one of the person who was just like eating at the restaurant, um, down, um, down my building. So I asked him when summer was going to be because you know like i've seen on tv summer is usually when it's 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 warm and then he looked at me and smiled he's like poor he's like poor son we are in summer and i was like hold on this is summer (laughs) (laughs) and i had my huge coat you know like a like jeans with thermal pants underneath it's that was that was that was a really bad experience to just like trying to navigate the weather and not die from hypothermia so
1: that's pretty tragic (laughs) all right well we wanted to wrap up our interview with a few words of advice for our audience so what advice would you give for anyone that's not from the u.s looking to study or visit
2: here first of all make sure they have money because it's expensive to live here and study here yes we talked about opportunities and stuff but you know to be able to like fully enjoy the experience you know you know you need to come prepared um financially so yeah
1: all right so my final question we ask this in every interview and why do you think it is important for black people to travel
2: uh that's a really hard question um I I don't know. I think that that it is important for anybody to travel, um, and for Black people, I, I guess it's it's really important for them to travel and also discover the world, and not only discover the world, but I think at this stage of the you know uh, during this time it's 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 really good for them to travel to also have other people discover them like other culture discover who black people are and not necessarily what we see on tv and you know so yeah sometimes it's it's really important to like break stereotypes and you can only do that by actually you know being in contact with other civilization and other cultures so
1: Well, thank you so much for doing this interview. I loved your response. No one has ever said it the way you have. And I liked how you mentioned not only us seeing the world, but you know the world seeing us. That's definitely really important. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this interview. It was great having you.
2: Thank you so much.
1: We'll interview again if you have another travel story coming up.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay.